Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dolphin on the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, Sith Wars. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We talk all things Star Wars. My name is Matt. Hey, I'm Josh. There he is. And I'm Colin. There we, go. Uh, we are back with another episode. Um, we did a five hour, um, yeah, a five hour uh, stream of. I think it was like five hours and 18 minutes. Like yeah. Right of there. the world premiere of the final episode of Kenobi. And David was up the entire time. The rest of us were not. Pretty uh, during and post. He was nuts. Yeah. Yep. So that's crazy. But the final episode was amazing. It it, it, it was phenomenal. It um it, it was heartbreaking, and it opens up the future a tiny bit, which we'll talk about. But first, um, this is something that that Josh has been hoping Look for a very very long time. Up. What? Oh, very. He's already like perked up. He's like, well, let's see what we can talk about. Uh, and that is a uh Jedi Fallen Order series coming to. Disney Plus. Um, this wow. is a thing that has been surfing around the uh, the web for the past couple of days, and it's been um, it's been hitting those sources that have been very reliable in the past. So that's a very exciting thing, um, and it's very exciting. Now we've talked about what we want out of the game uh, to some of. Um, to some of you in our couple past last episodes, but Josh, just to kind of refresh everyone, like, what do you think the plot of the game is is going to be? And when he goes to Disney Plus, um, which sounds like he will, what story do you want to happen there? Um, best part about him is definitely that everything is always new. It, everything with uh on calcastus side has has been so new and fresh with all the things that they've done um another thing that people always say about star wars is that it was like the george lucas quote that everything like rhymes like and my opinion with that statement is everything can rhyme but they have to be different words they can't just be the same thing happening again and again whereas yeah. like the fall, Fallen Order had some completely new beats that I had never seen before, and that's all I want from this new stuff. I like the speculation side for for me is that we're going to meet new characters. I think from the end of the last Fallen Order game would have been him going off to find other Force users, and we see in the new trailer as well is uh, whoever's in that back to tank. I'm very excited to figure out who. I would love it. 
to be like a new character or something super EU that not many people have heard of so that we can get something completely new. And I feel like whatever that's going to be is going to segue over into this alleged show. I would not doubt that. Oh, uh, I'm, oh. gr- I'm, 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 I'm going to finish the sentence for <laughs> I would not uh, doubt that and go. The main, the main thing that I, I want from this series that was cool. is going to be uh, just something new. Something you new. Pulled that... in there. I know. I know. <laughs> He's doing it. My bad. As we yeah. speak. No, go, 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 go. Yeah, no, I mean, just in, in the end, I, I want I want something new. I don't. Yeah. Like, I feel like that Fallen Order is definitely their, their chance to try and do something new and not have any, any repeats. Go new planets, new lore. Um, introduced old things from Clone Wars side that gets all the people like us quite riled up. I mean, that's that's what I think would be really fun. Um, but it's getting closer and closer to the timeline of uh, Mandalorian as well. So, oh yeah, it's getting interesting. Depending on where this takes place, it, I think that they could throw something to do with Thrawn in, which would be fun. I would so something that I would love to see is like maybe we are watching Ahsoka and uh and then like Cal just pops up that was so loud, bro. <laughs> um uh so that could be um uh Ahsoka at this old temple, she like senses something, she she turns around and it's Cal Kestis, and then Cal Kestis is part of that timeline now. Um, because something that we're kind of predicting is this, is this giant Avengers event, right? And it will have like different um, force wielders. It will have different characters we've seen in the past. And just seeing like Ahsoka, Luke, and Cal Kestis like all side by side with each other, I think is going to be sick. Um, and there's so much more to explore about Cal. And, and yeah, I think- the actor they chose for him was such a smart move. I think them connecting all media in one big like Avengers style event would be amazing. You get people from the games, books, uh, series, and movies would be amazing. Um, Parker said that the episode was great. I'm just over the sky Skywalker saga. I want old Republic. Uh, I'm kind of done with Tatooine, to be honest. I think the book. (laughs) I'm done with the sand. Please, can this end? Um, But yeah, so. So that is really um, what the so the rumor is that he's going to have his own show and everything, but we don't know when the timeline is going to take place. I could definitely see flashbacks, you know, happening for his character because he has been through a lot. And and if he ends up being in in, in the Mando timeline, then th- there's going to be a lot of story to fill there. Um, like of why why was he not there? Um, for the events of you know the the original trilogy same 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 with ahsoka as well they like never really explained that of why she wasn't there like at the battle of endor or anything uh so there's definitely a lot of explaining there but um i think the old republic would be a great series i think that uh that if it has nothing to do with the skywalker saga then you can bring in more of the artistic directors but i'm thinking that we'll probably get that in and in, in the next couple of years 
because they are looking for the World next republic baby. side like how far are you talking back like before high republic because we have yes yes, okay. yes i'm i'm not talking about high republic i am Cause, talking because i would like feel Darth like they Malik. would they would like yeah like they would probably yeah. in my opinion go straight to uh something that's in high republic that immediately go all the way back and just start again with old republic stuff um why haven't we seen anything to the future Go way in the future. I think that would be insane. <laughs> Do you know who Cade Skywalker is? Yes. Okay, yeah. I think we've talked about that, but something on the lines of him, and like I think that would be so interesting because of because of this guy is like the descendant of, of Luke Skywalker and But he's just like a drunkard and a druggie and the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like just doesn't want anything to do um, with the Force or anything, and then Force Ghost Luke just shows up and just makes him feel guilty about everything all the time. He's like, "Dude, come on, man, you're Skywalker." And he's like, "I want no part of you, man." So I, uh, I, I love that that we're getting darker and grittier. And Kenobi, I mean, kind of Mando and kind of Book of Boba, but we definitely saw more of the darker and grittier side in the kenobi series and i, I mean you saw it from that andor trailer man yeah that was nuts. yeah so i'm i'm just like there is gonna be so much happening but let's let's dive in into kenobi um this episode was amazing it not only did it um open up like like a classic star wars adventure but it also um it also really made us go back in time because there's again spoilers guys uh the which we'll talk about in a bit i'm 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 just jumping into it because this was the biggest thing for me was seeing hayden um under the mask like and what was really cool about that scene was when ahsoka fought vader she cut his right side of the mask and then Obi-Wan cut the left side of the mask. And this is something that a lot of people were talking about, which is um, they they both try to bring um, Anakin back, uh, but they did not succeed, except his son. Um, and it shows you um, that he needed someone of his own blood Um, um that would essentially understand him. And I think that's so powerful because Star Wars is mainly, you know, uh, you know, lightsabers and blasters and all that stuff. It's cool, but it's mainly about family. And Obi-Wan was like a father type brother to Anakin and just seeing the rageful side of Anakin and not letting this go. And seeing him jump from Anakin for a small bit to Vader was uncanny. But I'll get back to that fight in a second. Um, Matt, do you want to kind of break down the episode? And then we'll like do our thing and we talk about notes. Okay, so um, uh, you want like a like a basic synopsis of episodes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so uh, we open with uh, the opening scene of an Imperial class cruiser uh, hailing after um, the escaped shuttle, which has on board um, all of the um, 
I guess, uh, refugees that were on the run. <clears throat> and then cut to uh, inside the, sh- uh, the ship, we see um, the current state of everyone inside the refugees, Obi-Wan, Leia, and all the crew. They're trying to figure out how to repair the ship so they can escape because obviously they're, they would have escaped into hyperdrive or hyperspace if they had been able to. Um, and then um, he, Obi-Wan comes to the conclusion that they're after him. They're not after the refugees at all. So if he breaks away from the group and goes his own separate way, they will follow. Um, cut to like five minutes later, he does. He follows through with that plan for saying goodbye to Leia. Um, Leia leaves him with a parting gift of Lola, hit her droid. Um, the cruiser follows Kenobi, and then we cut over to uh, Reva uh, on Tatooine. Um, she is in search of Luke. She wants to. I don't know. I don't know what she's attempting to do at this point in time. If she's attempting to. Um, redeem herself i guess uh and then she is on the search for him so she uh basically is doing that and then we cut back to um i can't i don't even know what planet that was it kind of reminded me of that rogue one um scene where they were on the planet with the you know what i'm talking about with the the lab and they i were thought they to went them. back to i thought they went back to jabin I thought that's the planet that they ended up um, actually going back to because that's the planet that they were just running away from. I thought Obi-Wan just turned around and went back to that planet, and then it was just nighttime. Uh, that makes maybe. sense. I don't, maybe it was. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, okay, they couldn't have gotten that far. I don't know if there are any other planets in that system. but um... uh, Do we think it was the planet Edu? I don't think it was the planet Edu. I think it was the same planet that they ended up uh, turning back to. Okay, well, yeah, he takes off in this escape ship, uh, follows them, and then I think that they probably go down to that same planet. But How yeah. did we feel uh, about the actual... St- the actual conclusion to Rava's story? How do we feel about that? Because I remember in the live party and Josh and Mason and I were just like, we don't care about this. We like want to see Vader and Obi-Wan fighting. Uh, I just felt like it was out of place. I felt like, yeah, you know, it makes sense that she would go back and everything. But it's funny having the biggest stakes and then like no stakes at the exact same time. We've been waiting for this Vader fight and we know the outcome sort of, but we know at the end what's going to happen. Same thing with Luke, but I just don't, like, if I know the outcome already, I better like the characters, and I better be, like, really into these characters, like, having a fight, even though I know the outcome. So I want to see them battle. Well, I know that you, you, that Colin, you have your reservations about the character of Reva, but, like, I think that, A, we needed to see a conclusion to her character's arc, and it wasn't going to be concluded until she came to the realization and it would only be seen once she put herself in the same position that the Anakin Skywalker did when he stormed through uh, the temple that he, she saw in that moment that she had become the very thing that she had attempted to destroy, which is a, a yeah, plot was, line that really we had cool seen moment. before. I would say yeah, like it was, she was, she was having these flashbacks and she was in Luke's position at one point, And now she's finding herself, and Anakin's position, and she has to determine whether or not she is better, the same, or worse <laughs> than Darth Vader. And she ultimately decides that 
spoiler, she wants to be the better person, and then she delivers Luke back to her, his family. And I, I don't, I, I would like to say that I think the character arc of Reva is a very new and very profound, like storyline that I didn't expect to come out of this. We were, yeah. we were all worried. We were all focused on Obi Wan Kenobi because it's an Obi Wan Kenobi show. We've been waiting for this for a long time. That's the point, but, though. <laughs> exactly. But I was uniquely surprised by this character arc of an individual who is so fueled by revenge and rage that yeah. she would infiltrate one of the the supposedly one of the most like like authoritative like empires to ever exist in this universe and to do it with the sole purpose of seeking revenge on the people who destroyed her only family that she ever had same, see that is a Obi-Wan. that's a great I love that 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 exact thing that you're bringing up is amazing. I feel like they never pushed it to a point where it was like, oh, like I I don't think I could rewatch it and go, wow, she really put in all these yeah these puzzle pieces to get to this plan. Besides being like, I let them go. I did this on purpose. This was I feel like plan. it was rushed. Like, I'm, 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 I'm it was that. rushed because they only, we only we, they only had yeah. six episodes to make this new plot line and this pre-existing plot line make work. So if I I don't know if it was the right time to introduce this character yeah. of Reva or if this it, it was felt like it was distracting us from the primary plot. There was there was too many protagonists in this film and one of them that we thought was an antagonist turned out to be another protagonist of her own individual plot so in a, like in an a b storyline such as this one in only a six episode series it there was too much for our audience to focus on there six wasn't enough time series to... with four people they have to do development on yeah right and and on. none of them were were ever fully brought to fruition that we never completely got to see their 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 story completely brought out and and fully developed so we never got to see Rava finally um like fully embellish the story that we wanted to see her we obviously didn't get to see um luke's storyline almost at all it focused a lot on leia and a lot of our a lot of the audience uh were upset by that that's a whole nother situation story i don't want to get into um the the antagonist protagonist like view points were they were very scrambled there was a lot there was too much to focus on not enough time and just too much being introduced at the same time and i i I wish that a we had more episodes not just because we want more content which we do but i want to see these storylines given the proper attention and time and details that they that they're that they deserve because i just i feel like there was so much more that they could have done and they chose not to for time sake money sake and when budget and time get involved inside of a plot it always ruins it uh it happens in in media on a constant basis uh and it's just upsetting it's sad big sad face I, for me all right so nope. i i like her character her her, her character is interesting to me i don't think we had enough time to really fall in love with her character or really understand it because of i well okay so I understand it. It's just like we just didn't get enough time with her. And I think I'm kind of predicting this, and I think Josh was maybe thinking of this too possibly, is that in Jedi Fallen Order, it's supposed to take a couple of years after the first game, right? And and and, and the first game takes place five years after Order 66. So the second game probably takes place a couple of years after that. 
So most likely um, we will see her in the game. And then that way we could probably see more character development for her. That was, a, that was an interesting thing because she was originally meant to die. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing her in the game. I'd be like, wow, cool. I, I, yeah. They definitely need some characters in the series that can pop in uh, to that game that I would be like, cool, that makes sense. Honestly, I think they will probably be like, Hey, by the way, because uh, we don't know, we don't know the time difference between games, do we yet? The time difference between the first game and the second, this new game. No, no, there is. I'm. We just know that it takes place after. Uh, most and there was another Sith Inquisitor he was fighting, so we know it's during the time of the Empire. So most likely, it will be a couple of years later, a year later. Um, we don't know where the other characters are, like Sira mm-hmm. or or Grease. I think that the the I listen. I loved the game a lot, and I think if they do a show, it has so much potential because of the game did so well. And and Cameron Monaghan that they chose for him was a phenomenal casting choice. And he can definitely hold his own in the game, but he can also hold his own on screen. And we've seen that in all the roles that he's done. And I'm hoping that whatever they do with him on screen is done right. I just don't want him to pop up and be like, oh, hey, look, I'm Cal Kestis. Go and play my game. <laughs> like, I, I, I want his story to make sense. I want us to feel the same way that we feel when we're playing the games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Side note, welcome, David, for yeah. our auditory <laughs> Thanks, listeners. Um, I just want you to know that David has joined us. So if you hear a, a fourth voice and you're like, who's that? It's David. It's David. It's David. It's David. It's me. Although all of our listeners definitely know your voice by now. If they don't, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, we, uh, uh, we uh, got a review the other day saying like, ah, the, the uh, podcast is okay. It could do better, blah, 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 blah. But David's great. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I was like, right. yeah, cool, but uh, uh, but yeah, so that was the three. Made that comment. So, so <laughs> I was waiting for that man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so three out of the four. Uh, David, who ah, Liam, there we go. No, but uh, no, but, Liam, you're my super fan, right? Yeah, he said it. I didn't say. But it. the three out of the four of us were watching Kenobi. David, how did you how did you feel about the way that they concluded? Reva's story and like of of from that first episode that we saw into the last episode and it's okay if you repeat yourself from our live stream so yeah i don't think i really mentioned much about reva's complete arc that they that they gave us um it it was adequate it was something that worked it, it to me it, it made sense um i liked her character from the start i liked her aggression and I like the whole turn that she had, that she was really hunting Vader and not really trying to be part of the Inquisitorius. I like that whole aspect. Um, all the stuff surrounding her was was kind of weird to me because I don't think she really deserved it. Um, Moses Ingram. But um, yeah. yeah, like Josh said, they were initially going to have her killed off. And now she's alive and the thing i don't think we mentioned before but she was actually stabbed by anakin in the stomach already 
So she was twice. stabbed twice. <laughs> apparently, she knew, she knew where Tatooine was because she's got the robot body as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's we, got we the <laughs> I had a I had a friend of mine who's not really a Star Wars advocate. I mean, she's seen Star Wars, but yeah, but she was like, "So how 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 can it be that Reva and the Grand Inquisitor and like for instance Anakin can be either impaled or slashed by a lightsaber and can survive? And how can it be that Qui Gon Jinn in the Phantom Menace could take one blast like that and be gone?" And I was basically because I, I actually used like a quote from episode five to explain the answer that rage and uh, fuels. OK, there he is. Rage does wonders okay. to to uh, what, did, what did the Grand Inquisitor say exactly? He said rage does wonders to keep those from dying or something like that. When he, when when Rava when they walked away. Yeah, the dark side users can actually keep themselves from kind of dying with with the rage they have. Um, I, I know. I think I first learned that with the second Old Republic video game. There was this Sith character who looked like he was like a zombie, and he stayed alive because of his just his rage and his anger. And but that, would we really want to classify Reva as? I mean, she's using rage and she's out for revenge, which are very Sith traits. But she came from an original Jedi background, and the reason that she was doing this was, of uh, as as heinous as it was, she was doing it for like kind of a a good cause, like our good reason. Eh. So like she was evil. She was doing these for very like selfish and like revenge type reasons. But like there's also like the balance of morals inside of her was kind of. It was off because originally, and it's the same thing with the Grand Inquisitor and Darth, of course, because they all originated from the same light side that turned dark. But is it the same for her? Because her ambition and her her the, her reason for carrying on is, I don't know, morally sound. Is it? I don't know. I kind of feel like we're reading a little bit too much into it. I think she just basically got stabbed in the right spot not to die. He's because like anatomy, you're right? And it's, she has it's, three stomachs. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, She's when like, you get me stabbed or cut by the lightsaber, it's automatically cauterized. It cauterizes your wound, so you're not going to bleed out like a traditional like edge weapon or anything. I also like heard like I mean like, we've had this discussion, or I don't know if we have, but I've had this discussion of like the reality of being hit by a lightsaber and it being like with the the temperature and heat that it has that if someone were to actually be impaled by a lightsaber it would cause their entire body to implode because of the boiling temperature of blood depending on the different species and and like you know so it's That's weird it's it's like <laughs> yeah, no, just making direct contact with with organic material at a temperature of that rate would cause instantaneous implosion so I'm like, that's an interesting view. Imagine what would happen if you just stab Qui Gon Jinn and then, like a like a like a popcorn kernel or something. I don't know. That's, I mean, All right, we're talking well, about anatomy. I thought I'd science add that in with Matt. <laughs> science <laughs> rules. Yeah. Uh, Side note: Do you guys see that Bill Nye got married? That's cool. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, but yeah, no the. I thought it was interesting that Amp. So it sounded Oof. like Amp Baru was more on the fence of uh, 
She was on more of the fence of having Obi-Wan around more than Owen wanted Obi-Wan around. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take because of for years we've known exactly how Owen has felt about Ben, which was he wants nothing to do with him because he blames uh, Obi-Wan for the fall of Anakin. But but we never really heard um, Aunt Beru like say anything until this episode of where, you know, um, uh, she's like, Where's Obi Wan? And then Obi Wan's like, I, and then Owen's like, I have no idea. And 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 she's like, I wonder why that is. And it's like, oh, okay, interesting. So you have this different per, you have a different point of view than Owen. And for years, I always thought that the Baru was on the side of you know him. But now it sounds like she was maybe in the fence and always like, you know, I'm okay with having Obi Wan around. Well, I remember the conversation they had in A New Hope, like right after like like yeah. Luke stormed away from dinner, and she was like, "He's got too much of his father in him." So like, it seemed like they had like had this conversation many times before, and it seemed like she was like, "I've definitely staked my claim in this argument, but you are persistent, you know, in keeping um, keeping him at at bay." Where I there, I was kind of sense this in Aunt Beru that like she kind of disagreed with her husband's beliefs that he shouldn't be anywhere near that lifestyle or anything like that but she's like you can't fight this forever i mean i'm i'm not gonna say anything but you you know how i feel about this that's kind of what the the felt the feeling that i got when they had that conversation and then in this final episode when she she like voiced her opinions again i was like this is a conversation they've had many times and i don't think they have the same exact viewpoint or like point of view how this should properly they should go about raising this child because yeah. obviously uh um obi-wan kenobi is there for the protection of luke regardless is is if he wants to be there and like i think Apu like sees that and she's like he doesn't have to be here but he stays and he doesn't do that because he wants to take him on as his padawan he is doing that because it was his mission he has an obligation to protect this child and he also has this moral obligation to protect the child of the Padawan that he couldn't protect. The person that he failed to to guide towards the light, he was going to try and morally make yeah. up for that by taking yeah. care of Luke. Saying that, like, she sees him for, like, the, the person who's the protector. But, like, on the other side, you have him just viewing uh, Obi-Wan like... He's only just trying to get him to be a part of the Jedi, like train him as a Jedi. Like, no. But also Obi-Wan's like the Jedi is done. They're finished. So why would he have that moral compass to, to try? I mean, it may, he did say you want to train him, but like only to protect himself, to, to know his past, to know that he can be, he can do these things, but not to, I don't know, rekindle the Jedi order. Like Luke eventually does decades later. I don't know. Oop. Is Colin just really mad at us, or is he frozen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh, am he's frozen. Minecraft. No, no, I'm not. You were frozen I, for I, a second, so we were like, "What's going on here? <laughs> What's up, 18 bit?" <laughs> no, okay, all right. No, but the I would like to talk about the lightsaber, um, about the uh, about the duel, because okay, that lightsaber fight was hands down amazing. It was first advertised that maybe they were going back to Tatooine. Uh, I mean, not to Tatooine, to Mustafar um, when that concept art came out. Uh, <laughs> and and 
Seeing, yeah, yeah. Uh, this right here, boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and just seeing Obi Wan in that and uh, in, in, in his Clone Wars pose, his form so weak right there. Like so cool to me, man. Like uh, uh, to me, I think that uh, of of the opening, I mean, of the line where they're about to fight again is really rhyming with what what they said on Mustafar where Obi-Wan says I will do what I must uh and then Hanakin you know Mustafar you know said you will try but here he was like you will die and then he just goes full out uh he goes full out Vader attacks him they they have this wonderful fight that was choreographed so well and these lightsaber fights are like dances if um if the actors mess up when they're fighting and they end up like, you know, yeah. Like their hand, boom, smacked like, like a giant bruise. Uh, Josh just left. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I remember like back in like during revenge of the Sith, they would like talk about how they look like they've been abused. Like they covered in bruises in their arms and their shins and their knees from like, you know, uh, fight scenes going wrong or the, the coordination not being synced up properly. And it was just funny to see, that and i was like okay well i never i mean i always thought about it from that point of view but like i've never like seen it and they're like yeah if you screw up you get smacked by this stick like you're not getting your arm cut off but you'll get you'll get a whip hit so yeah i love the i love the coordination and the the i was i always like to look at the footwork of people in uh in fight scenes such as this because they're it's obvious that the every step they take is coordinated that it is anticipated it's gone over hundreds of times so yeah. and then when they put the fight sequence together like this it's just flawless it is flawless. i love it but then you see someone like i don't know, like a star wars celebration and they're like playing with lightsabers and dueling you're like that's not no it's fun. yeah but it's, like, it's not i i loved that that both actors practice like they practice like so much uh i don't think it was hayden in the in in the suit fighting right david no there was actually uh like stunt doubles yeah yeah um but when they had the lightsaber fight, <laughs> yeah um when they had the lightsaber fight as anakin and obi-wan back in coruscant during that flashback that was hayden and 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 that was ewan so I it really just needed his face for that yeah. last coordination. They're like, we just need your face. Like we need actually we need this much of your face. Um <laughs> how do we feel about Obi-Wan lifting all those rocks and being like, uh uh-uh, uh and just he puts just, Ray to shame. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I liked how at first he was he lost sight of what of what he was fighting for. And I think that's why Qui-Gon comes at the end because he's like, you know, I was waiting for you to come come back to the light. You, you've been lost for such a long time. And 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 see him come back at the end was incredible. Um but here is a picture of the crew. It was done so well. It was great. I, so, I didn't realize Jebra was wearing a mask. And I was like, why does she look like a duck? <laughs> Uh, it's like but, the skin tone is weird. But the lightsaber was incredible. I saw Obi Wan using a lot of Anakin's move. There is a move where where he where he does the behind his back thing, 
And I'm like, that's Anakin's move. He totally stole that from Anakin. Yeah. I was like, yeah. nice. Behind the back. Yeah. Yeah. I said that uh, during the live stream, I think. Yep. He's like, hey, that's not yours. <laughs> but Obi-Wan comes back uh, from being under the rocks and, and, and just like, you know, I am I'm fighting for the future of Leia and uh and for Luke. Hennigan hates sand. Vader hates rocks. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but no, I, 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 I love the fight. It, 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 it was haunting. It, it reminded me so much of Mustafar. But I think the most chilling thing, and I remember watching it again, and I paused, and I was just like, "This is terrifying," because they, which I never thought that we would ever see something like this. But, but, battle damaged Vader. That was crazy to me and we were talking about this earlier where when ahsoka and vader fought she cut the left side of his face i mean yeah of 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 the it was the right side and then obi-wan cut the other side and it and they both see right here you can tell that his eyes aren't red and like orange like in that's like how he was in mustafar so Hennekin came back for a second there, but then he gets rageful, and then you see him go back to like, "I'm Vader. I'm 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 a dumb dark lord of the Sith," and mm. that lighting was done so well. I, I, and I said that in the live stream. I was like, "Oh, like he's he's back to Anakin right now," but then you see his evil smile like come in, and then you see that oh, it it was done so I. I was blown away. Just seeing this just takes me back to being a kid and just imagining what a rematch would be like if if Vader and and Obi-Wan fought. And the whole thing was just done in a remarkable way. Yeah, I, Hayden looked yeah. really good in the mask. I was so pleasantly phenomenal. surprised at that. And this is something that Hayden wanted this is something that Hayden wanted to get to from the very beginning because of when they were filming attack of the clones, he's like, all right, I'm going to be Darth Vader. And George was like, no, you're on the verge of being there, but you got to be patient. And then he, you know, was this kind of whiny kid, kind of like Luke. Uh, And then he worked his way up to revenge the Sith. And yes, he was Vader, but he wasn't the Vader that we knew. Um, from the original trilogy and this definitely is not the vader that we know from the uh, from the original trilogy this is vader and his prime he is rageful he is he's blaming everything on obi-wan and the fact that we got to have these actors come back and play these phenomenal characters uh was a dream come true for for the star wars fans and to me i feel like we definitely got spoiled because this is like the main thing that fans have been wanting since Disney got the rights to star Wars. And I say that I like since the show was going to come out, but it's true. And to me, the fight was done. Well, I really wanted to change anything. I mean, it makes sense why Vader lost. And it's something I was actually talking about early today because they were like, Hey, how did, how did you um, feel about Vader losing? And I was like, all right, Villains in this show lose sight 
of their surroundings when they celebrate early. And and the Emperor, Snoke, Maul, and Vader are fine examples of that because of Maul was, was trying to kill Obi-Wan. He was cutting up the thing, and then Obi-Wan jumped up, caught him off guard, cut him in half. The Emperor got killed killed by Vader at first because he was so caught up in 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 beating Luke. And then Vader came in, threw the Emperor off the ledge. And Snoke was so blinded by um by thinking he was going to kill Ray. And Kylo came in and turned the lightsaber on him and killed him. So it's and and in this situation, it's not that, oh like, how did he not hear Obi-Wan sneaking up on him. It was Vader was so caught up in his pride of beating Obi-Wan, he lost sight of you know of what was going on. And Obi-Wan came up, snuck up behind him, threw a bunch of rocks at him, and then and then Obi-Wan used the uh which I think this is really cool, but Obi-Wan used the his his hilt to like hit his his uh his his voice changer and it just completely like destroyed it and then the final blow hitting him in the face i was just anakin i i I could just see that he was so mad because he's like i can't believe i had the moment and and it slipped away and i think he knew he made he made that mistake and it's and it was definitely shown. And hearing him scream, um, Obi-Wan, just like Maul was screaming on Tatooine when he was trying to look for Obi-Wan, was like rhyming. And it, it, it made me so happy. So I I was very satisfied with the fight. How did you guys feel? Like a, 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 a just about the lightsaber fight and the growth of the characters um, throughout the series. I loved it. It was great. It's grown on me even more and more. I think I've seen it like five times now. I watched it on the live stream on my MacBook Pro. It looked really good there, but I saw it on a big screen downstairs a couple times now. And it it's just, it's great. The, the, the wide shots panning down to the action, seeing the red and the blue sabers go at each other. I mean, that was kind of the cinematic scope that I've been wanting for the show. For a while, and they kind of brought in the last episode. Even at the beginning, we hear John Williams' score at the beginning, like in Empire Strikes Back, when mm-hmm. they're chasing after the shuttle. And just to see Vader's Devastator Star Destroyer with the proper lighting chasing a ship once again, just like the original trilogy. So good. It's quintessential Star Wars. Pew, pew, pew. And and to finally get this duel, that the one kind of complaint well not really complaint but it was kind of weird to always have that revenge of the sith moment where anakin and obi-wan were fighting with two blue lightsabers we always wanted the red versus the blue and now we got it and to see obi-wan go up against darth vader in an action-packed athletic jedi lightsaber duel it was awesome and i didn't anticipate him like crushing his his voice changer as much as he did and then hitting him in face and slashing him in the back and them finally going for that blow to the yeah face. that blow to his back and i was like um he's gonna get <laughs> yeah. up from that because like kylo didn't <laughs> i and 
speaking of that, and I think this is really interesting, is like, to me anyway, the fight, the lightsaber fight that we got in this was better than any lightsaber fight that we got in the sequel trilogy. And I remember during Rise of Skywalker. Force dash. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember the... When Lisa Ridley was talking about episode nine, she was everything that the fight between her and Kylo was the best lightsaber fight out of the entire Skywalker saga. And I was like, oh, wow, and no joke, that hyped me up. And I was like, okay, all right, I, I believe you, I believe And I watched it. You were jumping on waves, like most of it. Flips. Tricks. There were some cool elements in it, but honestly, this is what, to me, Oh, um, where the stakes were, you know, high, um, just like in Duel of Fates of of that fight between Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Maul, and then you get that same feeling in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. When you're watching the sequels, I I didn't feel that. I didn't feel like the stakes were super high, um, and in this one, it was. What what made me love this fight was Obi-Wan was mainly doing this just so he could talk to his friend again and try and bring him back. That was Obi-Wan's um, goal out of this, in my opinion, because when he went to Mustafar, at first he went there to kill him because Yoda told him to. And, in, in, and then in this fight, you see that Obi-Wan had the chance, but he didn't because in his mind, his main goal was I'm going to do what I should have done 10 years ago, which was talk to you and then figure this out. And he had the chance to kill him, but he didn't. Um, Which. Well, also episode one, he thought that Anakin was dead. He was like, I killed him. I, I thought I killed him. He survived that. That was crazy. How do you do that? Well, well, I am I am talking about in the sense of he could have stabbed you know Anakin and then walked mm. away, but he didn't because he couldn't bear it. Um, and he's like, let the lava do it, right? And seeing him alive, <clears throat> Obi Wan saw a second chance because he he was like, I didn't want to do that in the first place. I have the second chance. I can do my best to make things right, but. I think seeing his face and the way that he was talking and it was like, all right, you know what? He's truly gone. My friend is truly gone. I can move on. And then because Obi-Wan lets that go, he he let that attachment go. Then we see Qui-Gon come back. And Qui-Gon was like, I was here the whole time. It's weird. But yeah, his force ghost is weird. I was like, I didn't know that ghosts aged. (laughs) Well, I mean... (laughs) I, I was think like, they didn't want to deep fake that no. a little bit. I don't know. He I didn't think it was bad. I like. I mean, I saw the beard at first, and that threw me off because I could tell that's not his real beard. I like. We yeah, all it looks like an Amish like man. Yeah, like the with the way it's shaped, and he's you can see his gray strands. Like, <laughs> last time we saw Qui Gon Jinn, he had not that, definitely not that, and he just sounded older, and you could see that. I mean, it was the same situation and same reasoning that i had behind when we saw anakin and coruscant i was like dude he's got like these massive age lines on his face 
And like, that's okay feel... for the actor, but like, touch it up. Touch it up. How do we feel about <clears throat> Qui Gun coming back as a Force Ghost? It's perfect. That's what I predicted. It's what I wanted. We, you want Liam Neeson back in there. And of course, we talked about this several times that he didn't get his training while he was alive. He could have got his training when he was dead. I mean, right. But the whole point of 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 that was like of the whole episode with Yoda was he didn't become a force ghost because the only way that you could complete the training is when you're alive. So how did Qui-Gon achieve that? And the workaround. He found another way to do it. Right. That's another story that they're going to have to talk about. Um, because nah, because then we'll have to get into afterlife and what happens right. after death, and that's a touchy, touchy subject. Well, well, I on on uh, honestly, they're the one, they're the ones that dug themselves in this hole. Because it's like, yes, it's great. It's yeah, right, right, it, exactly. Ah, uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah like, I'm, I'm not saying that I yeah that so yeah time. that's a great yeah. point that he made no didn't we I'll... tell this guy to get a new name like a month ago <laughs> <laughs> i remember this guy <laughs> no it's cool stick with it it's unique it's different i'm gonna so, call yeah, you Ha-ha. i was gonna talk about that actually because yeah matt brought up the fact that they should have maybe de-aged him but i mean the force ghost appears the way they want to appear and to me it would feel kind of odd if qui-gon jinn appeared younger than what obi-wan was so obi-wan has a better kind of like mentor mentee relationship when he sees qui-gon that he aged right along with obi-wan so to me that kind of makes sense um these comments we're seeing here they're talking about rather seeing this obi-wan series as a film and I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. I don't, David, you might have like just popped in right at the end of this conversation, but I said that they didn't have enough time to uh, fully develop a lot of storylines um, and complete a lot of the character arcs that were happening. Well, so, they had a lot of time, I think. It's just the project got derailed a few times because it all kind of goes back to Solo. Once Solo didn't make a huge, a huge like impact money wise, they they kind of rethought their strategy at Lucasfilm and said, well, maybe we shouldn't do Star Wars stories. And then the original Obi-Wan Kenobi project was a film and they pivoted away from that. And then they talked about doing a series with the streaming. And then the writer who made that show and, and had the script ready, Favreau got a hold of it. And Favreau was like, you can't do this. This is basically the Mandalorian. We just did this. You got to stray away from a lot of this lone wolf and cub stuff. So that's why they got a different writer in Joey Harold, and I believe someone else helped substantially, and they gave us a story that we that we ended up getting. So, yeah, a lot no, of twists no. and turns there with with Obi Wan, the story finally getting completed and executed. Um, just kind of the way things go sometimes. It's I didn't get a chance to uh, hear Carl's final thoughts on the podcast or on the on the, the final episode because I know he, he was um, kind of an advocate for not liking the series for a lot of reasons. So he, yeah, I, and I'm anxious to hear what he has to say. He for once, okay. <laughs> he was so funny uh, because I remember us leaving the Obi Wan Kenobi premiere and Carl was just like. 
can't believe it was just so there like, are two <laughs> of the same species at, um, that end up being the Grand Inquisitor. And I'm like, what? And then and, 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 and he was like, yeah, because of this guy died. I'm like, no, dude, he's not dead. And he's like, yeah, he is. There's no way you can survive a stab like that. And then no joke. <laughs> we get Rava that that survived getting stabbed as a kid. And she also gets oh stabbed as an adult and she survives. And it was both from the darkest character in all of Star Wars, pretty much, man. Like, it's like, I mean, well, not the Emperor, but I mean, but it was just very interesting to me that she could survive. But I thought it was funny from Carl because Carl was so set on he's dead. He's not coming back. I'm like, dude, he's in Rebels. He's like, <laughs> nope. It's it's done and 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 he 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 wasn't kidding he was like dead serious and I wish I would have saw his reaction to episode five when the when the Grand Inquisitor walks out because that were like yeah. son of a <laughs> his his species has two stomachs mm. and I was like there's no way they will cut wish out. I had two stomachs they will not nice. cut out the Grand Inquisitor from from the timeline like they won't cut that out of him without cut into him that would be one of the dumbest things that that they could have done was to be like all right we'll just kill off the grand inquisitor that that would have made no sense to me and and it would have been worse if it was okay here's the grand inquisitor he dies and then we will replace him with the same species and uh and now he's the new inquisitor that is what carl's logic was and i was like dude no that's not gonna happen bro (laughs) but yeah vengeance does wonders for the body yeah (laughs) so i i am excited um for the future uh for these characters i think it would be great if we got a if we end up getting a vader series and then that maybe led into season two of Kenobi. I think that could definitely happen. I think seeing more of the more of the side of Vader and him dealing with everything, and then that would be a great way to mainly focus on him because Hayden and Ewan both said we like we want to keep playing these characters. And when though when when actors say that, they mean it. And this is a good time to do it. I say Disney, listen to them because we kind of had to establish of where these characters were in the timeline. Now that we have, now we can, you know, keep going. There you um, go, man. He changed his name. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Holy crap. He did. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he is actually rules. one of our uh, patrons. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's cool. Ready for Endor. Now I kind of still want to call you. Huh? <laughs> um, the, the Endor series. I'm what very, very, oh, oh, I, I, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Scroll down. Poster. You did what Diego told you to do. Yeah. For those of you who don't yeah. know. Yeah. He told us uh, to all hang those posters in our living room. <laughs> Although that's your office, so I'm sorry. And Close we are getting we are getting indoor on August 31st. And then we're getting Bad Batch on the 10th. And then that's really Star Wars this and year. Tales of the Jedi. Oh. That's awesome yep. this fall. Yeah. And Vision season and, two, right? I think Vision season two comes out in November, no. doesn't it? 
No, no, no. Um, coming out early next. But I, I, oh, I think I'm thinking of a date that wasn't announced, but it was like they were like assuming it would come out around that time. But so that popped up on the other day. 23 for Vision season two. Yeah, Roll something on. that popped up the other day uh, made me very, very, uh, which was the summer vacation special that like. Yeah. Was <laughs> oh God. Okay. And. Weird Al, no joke, is is appearing there, and we don't know if he's like just Weird Al or he's gonna be. But he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He's got his hair. Lego specifically like like made him. He's even got like the stubble uh, on his face. Yeah. So <laughs> and uh, uh and and there's even a part of the trailer of where we see the Max Rebo band, and I post in the group chat right away. I was like. If Max Rebo and Weird Al end up doing a like collabing and doing a duet, I'm gonna lose it. I will lose. I will lose it, guys, because that would make so much sense. Because I feel like, I mean, like, look, it's it's Sny Noodles, Droopy McCool. They even gave him his organ back too. Oh, it's it's so great. <laughs> they gave him so his great. organ back. Yeah. Uh and it looks like Obi-Wan has his mullet, so maybe this is happening during that ten year period. Uh, <laughs> That's supposed to be Obi-Wan. Okay. I was like, who is this guy? Could you uh imagine of like Obi like this ends up being like the first that we see of where Obi Wan is in his hut on Tatooine talking to Qui Gon. He's like, you know what? I need to go on vacation, <laughs> and then he ends up going there. I think that would be hilarious because because of these Lego shorts are so great. But something else as well in the trailer of that we saw um, Finn talk to uh, Obi Wan, which um, they are kind of continuing the story of what the sequels would be like, I guess, if Finn, you know, actually got his training and everything from, from Ray, because we know he's force sensitive and that was hinted at a lot in the, um, in the finale of the rise of Skywalker, but him talking to Obi-Wan is going to be interesting to me. No, it's not Canon. Not really. Not all these stories are Canon. I think in a way, I think in a way, some of these stories are uh, because um, there's the story of Ooh. Star Wars, um, a certain point of view. And not all those stories are canon, but but some of them are because they are being told from the perspective of these characters. And I could see, you know, these Lego stories being something on the lines of that. I really just hope that's true because I would love to see Max Rebo. Okay, no joke. Uh, Moby rules. We're no longer allowed. That's uh, mob rules. Moby. <laughs> yeah, Moby rules not allowed. Mob rules totally allowed. You're welcome, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh, there's a lot more. There's a lot more. I mean, we've seen Don't people get cut in half right. and still become a, a major villain later in the series. So, yeah. oh. speaking of that, what happens if we see like a like a spider version of Snoke running around and like? <laughs> no, nah. His hand nope. was chopped off too. Yeah, no, I'm good. Spider I'm, Snoke. Nope. I'm Snoke. good. I'm good. I uh, 
Something that I wanted to bring up that that we are soon doing for Patreon is we are going to be doing more commentaries, but not of just the movies, but of the classics. Um, we are going to be <laughs> doing uh, some commentaries. I needed a warning. For... I need like a... <laughs> yeah. um, because some of the elements of the Ewok movies are technically canon, um, which I think is really interesting. And not everyone watched them. Yeah. Uh, and then something that a couple of us have been doing, and we are going to get a big group and play this weekend on Twitch, um, is going to be Ewok Hunt from Star Wars Battlefront 2. And we're just, we are just going to have a great time, play some Star Wars, um, catch up with old friends, and talk about the future of Star Wars by trying not to die um, from Ewoks. Or maybe we are, we are Ewoks and we're, you know, hunting the stormtroopers down that invaded the planet. But yeah. Yeah, it's kid friendly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I'm. We're gonna have like a, a one of those Patreon tiers. We'll have like a adult only section, I guess. That's like you know, we're gonna just like no tip a no. couple blue milks back, spit the <laughs> what? I don't yeah, know. see, no, no, it's you like, are um, you are going you know, down see, a path I can't follow. I no, it's a real thing. A lot of podcasters do it. Like they'll they'll have like a like a version of the thing where like only certain viewers are allowed to do it, and it's like where they'll like, it's like, and I've seen it like a, uh, I can't think of a, a specific podcast right now. I mean, it's not Star Wars related, but like if we like just like I don't know, had a couple of drinks and started talking about our Star Wars experiences, and without having to. uh Worry about the confines of society and rules, um, and yeah. But uh, I think uh, that's a cool looking, cool cup you got there. Um, you got to hold it by the tusks, though. Um, like, um, like we should. We definitely haven't gotten back into it yet, but we're gonna be talking like um, Sabak talk. Uh, I want to get that up and running again. I agree. Um, because they just opened up the the poker room that I was telling you guys about, they just reopened it. Um, so I want to take advantage of that soon. It's a nice. still in the works. We still got stuff to do, equipment to get before we can make that happen. But it is going to happen soon, and I have to do it, you know, soon because like, um, while Colin's still here, and I'm yep. still here at the same time, so. Yeah, you might have to. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there's Moby a rules. lot of great stuff coming to our Patreon. Speaking of which, check this. Out. We're supposed to show that. That's for people that pay for it. What the heck? Advertising. No, but I. Um, Thanks, Ray, for that super awesome logo. Yeah, we are very excited for all of the new stuff um, that we're doing, and it's it's going to be a great time. It's it's definitely going to be a great time. Uh, all of our tiers have changed, and well, have they changed or are they changing, David? Uh, we have, we yeah, they're changing. We just haven't gone live with them. Uh, we're okay. going to make sure we have adequate adequate content uh i have a few unboxing videos that i want to release uh one we talked about already on patreon it's a uh, uh one of the uh, hyper real 
Vaders that I have. I've had I haven't unboxed them since I guess 2019 since I bought them. Oh. But um, yeah, I believe I got it on uh, Force Friday actually. And I also have a Black Series Vader helmet. And I did an unboxing of my Razor Crest that I haven't loaded up yet. So there's three unboxing videos ready to go. The Razor Crest that's right behind you over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Look at that beautiful thing. It looks super uh, small. But... I want to open that beautiful thing up and look inside of it. I it am getting. Nice. So I got the Lego Mando Naboo Starfighter set, and I'm I'm going to be filming that unboxing tomorrow because. That has a mini version of a BD unit, uh, and I've been wanting one for such a long time. So I am very, very BD seventy one, right? Is that seventy two? Seventy. I thought it was seventy one. Either one. It's, it's not BD one. That's all that matters. Yeah. But yeah, guys, uh, there's a lot more content coming your way. And we can't wait to share with you. There's a lot more Only Star Wars stuff. Who are worthy. Yeah, there's also one more thing here. So our very first book review actually might come via the Obi-Wan Sunday? Kenobi graphic novel. Yeah. Know, uh, our buddy uh, Josh, we're going to uh, yeah, jump on his podcast and do a little review here. And here's uh, the cover of the novel. And my copy is going to arrive, I believe, on Friday. Tomorrow, you actually so. just reminded me. That's so funny. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to cover that. We're going to read that. I think in two days, Colin and I, and uh, mm-hmm. should be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. There's. Read, so I can't do it. There <laughs> is no limit on on what we get to talk about because there's so much Star Wars content. So we are very excited. Uh about the future and of course like you see on the ticker below scrolling by we upload pretty much daily unless we're sick james and i got sick and we planned on doing some stuff and uh we took a couple days off and james is still going through covid right now so uh he's uh been oh you said the word oh (laughs) oh He said yeah, for the, the word. for the listeners that don't know if you say the c word the the word the c word I just said you get like a little notice on your podcast but it's not can a big we just deal. cut I mean... that out <laughs> <laughs> like he said the word bird is the word you're saying the it's, wrong it's one. not that big a deal but wrong word it's okay it is the biggest yeah I'm just kidding no, it's not. But yeah you but yeah guys anything else yeah. No, I'm good. Nothing. No, do it. All right. Well, I have to go like wash my carpet or something. I'm kidding. I don't have to do that. <laughs> That's a weird excuse. Okay. Uh, I have to get the um, blood out of it. Ah, Moff getting okay. approved. Ah, <laughs> ah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. My hands. There we go. Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. That's where we are. So this are. Sunday, actually, hold on, Kyle. So this Sunday, Sunday, only Sunday. I'm thinking that we're probably going to do a bunch of listener emails and voicemails that yes. they've left us. So that's we'll a great a idea. Um, yep. And we're also on Audible again. You know, there's so much uh, 
This is for you, Liam. We did it for you. Star Wars content that are novels, that are comics and books. Highly, highly recommend going on on Audible uh, because there's so much content on there that is beyond um, all these shows on Disney Plus and the movies. So highly recommend doing that. Please go... Please go give us a review. We love hearing from you. We love, you know, your honesty, even when it's bashing us and saying that the only great thing about the podcast is David. Um, uh, and Not everyone's then, right. Uh, and we have our own website, stuffpodcastnetwork.com. We're on Twitch. Uh, we play Heroes versus Villains. We um, play Ewok Hunt. There's a lot happening this weekend uh, on that. So let's have some fun with that. And... As long as there's no sweaty players, you know, because like, well, it's the weekend. You don't like so. that. Yeah. Is it still like triple XB? I don't know. It might be. But with that being said, guys, from David, myself and Matt and Josh, who was here earlier, uh, we love you all. And may the force be with you always. Always. always.